0: This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from the Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site.
1: Howdy folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a lot of sports to talk about. As always, the weather has been pretty clear, so we've gotten a lot of sports, uh, different games in, so um, a lot of good amount of stuff to talk about in this week's episode. Uh, We're going to do our regular four-quarter format. First quarter, we recap what happened over the past week. Um, In the second quarter, we are joined by Charlie Hahn, uh, Nutriere Boys uh, baseball player. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we do some previewing and uh, talking about some uh, stories Joe's got coming up on the TheRecordNorthShore.org. But a quick reminder before we get started here that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Check us out on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Android, whatever you listen to your podcast. Check us out. We're there. Give us a nice re- review. We always appreciate everybody's insight um, and support as well. But let's get into it here, Joe, in the first quarter. Um, talked a lot about, uh, new baseball, um, obviously off to a really good start to the season, but also, um, got a really cool opportunity to play in a very, uh, cool env- environment on Monday, uh, playing at, uh, the rate guaranteed rate field where the White Sox play. They played Montini to a three to one win on Monday night. I know that, uh, Mike Clark was there to uh, cover the game for the record, Joe, but um, a really cool environment and a really cool opportunity for uh, Nutrien not only to you know play some good competition in a cool environment, but also you know show off you know just how good of a team they can be
0: this year. Yeah, just a special opportunity across the board and um, put on a pitcher's duel, so not too many fireworks, um, which is uh, um, <laughs> on on par with with Comiskey Park this year. I always call it guaranteed rate field. Sorry. Um, where the Sox played Maybe I'll just always keep it at that But it was uh, pretty cool He gets to play in a big league park And and I think a couple balls Almost got out of there A um, couple from Montini Close to the wall I know Graham Maestros tripled And um, Novakovich bounced one off the wall So pretty cool stuff um, um, I'm sure they wanted to take it out of the park But mostly the pitchers were in charge And I know Nutrier And I'm sure Montini did the same It's just uh, we didn't Um, get too much into their whole roster, but Nutria got every position player I could in and uh, every position player definitely and most of its pitchers, just a couple guys couldn't because of um, IHSA pitching rules, but um, that's always great too to see Um, and uh, they come out with a victory, so they got to uh, add another tally to their win total, I believe that's 13-3 and or so, and bounce back after a pretty tough second loss to Evanston the first loss to Evanston, uh, we talked about last week, kind of a six-o, Evanston control. This one, um, Nutrier kind of um I don't I will say they blew it because I think it was a relatively sloppy game in the cold. Um, but Evanston came back and beat him seven five. So uh, in extra innings. So a good way to get back in the the win column and on a very special uh um event and field.
1: Yeah, Mike uh mentions in the story about how, you know, Rick kind of helped put this together and Um, really helped, uh, you know, was excited. Everyone was kind of excited to be at the park and um, Mike Napoli and obviously the coach for Nutriere was happy that the the team had um, that date open for when uh, Rick uh, brought that up in, uh, I think it was September. Um, Yeah, last September uh, when he shot, when uh, Rickon asked the idea of uh, Nutriere playing in that game. And um, you can just tell him the story and all the quotes and we'll hear from uh, Charlie a little bit later in the second quarter, but, a really cool environment for, you know, and a cool opportunity for, you know, these kids to play in a major league park and um obviously a really cool idea and opportunity for, you know, to get an opportunity that many people don't usually get.
0: Yeah. I mean, a vast, vast 99% of, of, of people um, don't get to play in a major league ballpark. So pretty cool to compete, not just be in that park, but compete in it and uh, on the field that some of your heroes play on. Um, I mean, you know, Thinking of the people who have played in that outfield, I know that park's not that old, but we're talking, you know, local icons like Frank Thomas, but recent ones like Mike Trout and stuff. That's pretty, that's excellent. That's really cool.
1: Uh, but going back to the game, you know, it, it seemed to used six different pitchers. Montini scored its lone run in the seventh inning on three innings. Just a really strong performance from this new chair pitching staff, especially like you mentioned earlier. Um, after losing seven to five to Evanston on Saturday, and earlier like we talked about it, losing six to nothing to Evanston earlier, it felt like a good game for the pitching staff to kind of get back after it um, against the Montini team. That's eleven and eight so far.
0: Yeah, pretty good Montini team, too, as you mentioned. So um, I do think the pitching staff's deep, and I think it's going to carry them pretty far this year. It's been one of the keys to victory. Of course, they can hit the baseball, but um, on days you can't, you better keep the score pretty low. And I think for a lot of these games, um, their pitchers have been able to, um, and they use them all. Um, So that also does a good job of maybe keeping hitters off balance. They don't see the same pitcher twice, um, that type of thing, too. So that's key. 0-0, um, zero, zero, I believe, into the sixth uh, when Nutrier, uh I think, three straight hits. Um, all singles kind of scored runs. Um, I think Novakovich got the first run in. Then he scored on a uh, Dylan Mayer single. And then he scored on a Trey Meyer single. So um, that was big 3-0 little insurance, too, um, to uh, kind of keep it keep it safe in the, in those later innings. And even, you know, going with the whole theme of let's, let's stay, you know, important special event. They played the bottom of the seventh, which they didn't need to play because Nutria was winning, but they did anyway, just to kind of get, um, I think, as much opportunity as possible on that field.
1: Yeah, definitely. So a really cool opportunity for Nutria and we'll hear more about it in the second quarter when Charlie joins us. But, uh, moving on to some other sports things that happened over the past week new Trier and Loyola both started off uh play in the Na- Na- Naperville invite um both teams won both of their games so both will move on to the championship bracket Loyola takes on Barrington on Thursday at Barrington while Loyola sorry my bad Loyola takes on Barrington at Barrington on Thursday um while New Trier will take on Na- uh, Naperville North at Naperville North on Thursday. Um Joe some heroics for the Trevians to kind of advance here but uh some you know good wins for both uh Nutria and Loyola to make it to the championship bracket.
0: Yeah, um Loyola I think had a had a 3-0 and a 2-0 win. Um I believe uh, I could even us on that but Nutria ran into a pretty tough 1-0 draw um Hinsdale Central. That's right. Okay. So Hinsdale Central um, A pretty good team. They went, you know, in regulation. They had a draw. Went to PKs imid- immediately, from what I understand. They don't really have overtime, which may- makes sense, in tournament play. Um, went right to PKs and a couple big saves, I believe, from goalie Carolyn Haig um, for Nutrier. And I think it was um, Honor Dold who had the game winner um, in PKs, who scored the fourth and clinching goal in PKs. Gave Nutrier, uh quote-unquote, a one nothing win. Um, pretty cool stuff. Um, they needed to do it. It's fun. PKs, although we, we lament that we have to go to PKs to decide a a soccer match. That's not really soccer, but, um, in a tournament play, I think it's all good fun. And, uh, they're in the championship bracket going to have work cut out for them now though, with Naperville North and, and same with Loyola matched up with uh, a Barrington team. Who's, who's been really good this year.
1: We chatted about this last week when we were previewing this, but who who are you more impressed with with what you know getting to the championship bracket? Um, I know we kind of expected maybe Nutria to get here a little bit and um, would be would count that as a win if Loyola got here. So were you more impressed with Loyola just being able to pick up those two wins, uh, two nothing against Brook and then five one against OPRF, or was it you know Nutria kind of um, you know picking up that shootout win against Hinsdale Central and then moving on to the championship bracket?
0: I think maybe it, those are impressive wins for Loyola. I, I think maybe they had slightly, I don't, not easy competition, but easier. Um, then Natria Hinsdale Central is pretty good. Um, but, you know, Natria showed the, with the gutty performance to pick up the win, um, you know, kind of execute in PKs. And, uh, but Loyola just took care of business. And OPRF is a team that was pretty good a year ago. Um yeah. Uh, they're they're usually a pretty good program, and and Loyola kind of those scores tell me without being on the field too much, maybe the Ramblers are are hitting their stride a little bit. Maybe they're figuring it out, um, you know, their best selves um, at the two thirds point of the season. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see some soccer seedings here pretty soon for the postseason, um, believe it or not. So I think we water polo one's already out. I think uh, we got that starting in a in a week and a half or so. So yeah, the one
1: seeds are already out. So I mean, the two A and three acs come out Thursday.
0: Okay, well there you go. Um, so, um, I think maybe more impressed with Loyola, just because uh, I think they need to hit kind of a slightly, no, they need to move to a slightly higher gear um, to compete with Nutria and Evanston in that in that sectional. Maybe they're getting there. All right, we'll preview that more in the
1: third and fourth quarter. Uh, moving on over now um, to some other sports that took place. Oh, we're going to stick with uh, Nutria uh, girls soccer here real quickly first. Um, Nutria able to pick up those two wins in the tournament, but then lost to Evanston three to nothing, really dealing a blow to um, winning a CSL South title. Joe, um, just uh, you know, we keep asking this question about Nutria, and um, we kind of did this with the boys basketball team a lot too, but. Um, we were kind of curious to see how they compete against some of the best teams in the state. Um, They lost one, nothing against lions. Um, They tied against prospect one-to-one kind of a middler team and then lost to three, nothing against Evanston Um, kind of interesting to see how this team can compete. um, And you know, how much of a factor, you know, playing in the tournament and that kind of stuff plays a role in that loss on Tuesday
0: too. That could be a big part of it, all the tough competition, but Evanston they're dangerous. They're, they're a very good team. Um, I believe they made the state final four last year um if they didn't lose in the supers anyway they're that caliber of a team um and they can score like they, their offense is uh, really scary um, and so if you're not ready any any lull there and they'll uh, they'll get you and they got a new trier for three um just kind of looking through kind of the play-by play that uh that the, the team Team moms do or team dads, I'm not sure. On Twitter, you know, Nutrier had some chances there. Um, but Nutrier or uh, Evanson executed theirs. And um it does look like Nutrier's got some work to do on the defensive end to Um next time uh they need to play that game, um, which would be in the in the sectional.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we'll hit on them more um moving forward. Um, some other stuff going on in the area um Loyola baseball we kind of questioned you know how well they'd be able to compete against um you know the CCL and Providence uh won both of their games and then Marmion won that uh their other games so uh Loyola baseball kind of hitting a tough stretch right now uh playing the CCL
0: um yeah we talk about it every year like Loyola's goal as you know is is to be competitive for for one of those top spots in the CCL and it's not that that's not attainable it's that it's extremely difficult with the talent in that league and everybody's bringing it every night um so <clears throat> you know you got to be you got to be ready and you got to have the the horses too you got to have the dudes and um um Loyola's certainly taking their lumps recently I mean, providence is one of the best around um in the state and they they're, they're proven and they can score a ton i think they put up 28 against a very good lockport team who scored 17 by the way that was a few weeks ago um and then they put a big number on what Lord. That game? what's that
1: what was that like a football game going oh, on no,
0: in the no. middle of? The game? absolute insanity um score 17 runs and you get run ruled uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh so yeah it's just i mean every day is a, a, a battle and every day you're facing a team with Division one talent, college ball players. I mean, Division one, Division three, doesn't matter. College ball ball players and um, strong pitching, and you gotta you gotta be able to to hang in there day in and day out. And just Loyola is just not right now at that level. And I hate saying stuff like that, but I feel a little better about. It. We're talking about Catholic League baseball. I mean, it's just so good.
1: Right. And Randy had some uh, area stuff. We had uh, Loyola boys lacrosse suffer its first loss. 15 to six against St. Vitor on Saturday. The Ramblers were grouped with a 14 to three win over St. Ignatius on Tuesday, but Joe, a, a loss to St. Viator, We kind of questioned this a little bit earlier in the season when, um, the new cheer boys lacrosse team lost to St. Vitor, but, um, it seems like St. Viator, 12 and one on the season so far this year has figured out, um, you know, what it needs to do to win some games. And, um, that lone loss for St. Vitor is a 12 to 11 loss to Lombard West. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how much you can really take from one game or anything like that. But um, we've talked about this for a little bit now, about the shifting winds, about, um, you know, how things are kind of changing here, and it's not just a new Trier-Loyola um, lacrosse, you know, dominance for both the boys and the girls.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, that's just the way the landscape has been, and but we've seen signs of it coming, but it hasn't been to the point where, uh, someone else has kind of, you know, grabbed the throne or a couple other teams and it's more competitive, but same Vider looks every bit, the part of a state favorite at this point, taking down Loyola, taking down the Trier in convincing fashion, seems like they have the formula and, uh, it's great to see. Um, that's only going to lead, I think to more parody. Uh, I think parody breeds parody. So, um, It's good stuff. It's great to see, you You know, I'm not rooting against our teams, but you want the the sport to do well everywhere. Um, They're getting a a lacrosse team out here. Um, I'm in the Western suburbs and they're in their first year here with uh, some of the Glenbard schools, which is awesome. Um, Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. uh, So, so it's great. It's great to see.
1: New boys lacrosse now at six and four with a double overtime loss to Glenbard West, uh, 11 to 10 on Saturday. And they lost to uh, Glenbrook South 6-3 to last Thursday. Um, so uh, Trevian's picking up some losses um, early on, or I guess midway through the season here. Um, let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Charlie Hahn. Uh, I know uh, Mike uh, Clark got a chance to catch up with uh, Charlie. But, um, Joe, what do you think the folks at home are going to hear from uh, Charlie about, you know, not only playing and uh, beating Montini on Monday, but getting a chance to play, uh, I guess, where his dad works?
0: yeah um you know obviously he's been there before um but pretty cool to play in that field so i think he talks about just how special it is um to to be and compete with uh with his fellow shrevians
1: all right let's take a listen
0: um i'm assuming you kind of grew up in this ballpark what does it feel like to go out there on the mound and
2: pitch it was awesome yes always i always loved coming out here it's just really awesome to play with my friends out here too just one time, it was really something special, something I'll always remember. Did you have any
0: nerves going out there?
2: A little bit, yeah, but once I kind of went under the bullpen, they always kind of <laughs> went away. It's like, time to go. And it was it was really fun, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you guys have known about the game, obviously, yeah. since September. Um, how much anticipation has there
2: been to get to this point? Definitely a lot, yeah. There? People are talking about it like right as they heard the news about it. It's been something we've been... Looking forward to all season, all like even in the offseason, talking about being ready for this game. Just it was an awesome experience. Yeah, um,
0: I guess you know, uh, you know, for all of your teammates too. I think everybody got in the game except yeah. the guys who couldn't pitch because of pitch yeah. limits or anything yeah. like that. I mean, what kind of memory is this going to make for all of you guys? It's going to be
2: something we're going to remember for definitely. It's the, probably one of my most my favorite experiences playing baseball. Yeah. It was it was it was awesome. And uh, to get a win out of it, too, I mean, what is that mean? <laughs> uh, it's cherry on top. It's pretty fun. Makes it even better, yeah.
1: Thank you, as always, Charlie, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those five propositions can happen way or whether they cannot happen, no way. I'm uh, going to jump back now to uh, girls' soccer here. Uh, Joe, way or no way that Nutria girls' soccer loss to Evanston is a bad loss?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll say yeah. Um, 3-0 um, against your rival. Um, in a year where you're, you're pretty good, you know, you're. I think that's their second loss, so 11-2 or so. Um, I think uh if you do lose that game it isn't the end of the world either way but I don't think you want to lose 3-0. So um I'll call it a bad loss, sure and but that's not saying they can't bounce back from it and still be uh you know able to compete with Davidson or whoever in the sectional um round. Um but uh, it's not good.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with no way here. I, I I don't think it's a bad loss. I think it just kind of I don't know. I'm trying not to be coach-speaky here, and I'm trying not to be like a coach, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way or anything like that, but just, you know, I, I feel like there can be some good things you pick up from a loss like this. We kind of mentioned it earlier about New having to play, you know, that shootout game against uh, Hinsdale Central earlier. You had Thursday and Saturday games. I know you had a couple days to rest up and that kind of stuff, so maybe you can't really put too much credence to it, but I don't know if it's necessarily a bad loss. Maybe it helps prepare you for um, the playoffs. It definitely doesn't help you with the seeding moving forward, um, but I do think maybe it helps you kind of learn some things quicker and maybe that'll help you moving on to the playoffs. So I think I'll go with a no way is a bad loss, um, but I do think that, you know, you need to learn a lot from that loss in order to turn it into something positive. Joe Loyola girls uh, soccer is three and zero in the GCAC so far this season with uh, wins over Mother Macaulay, um Providence, and uh, I'm trying to find the third team, Saint Ignatius. Uh, Joe, way or no way, you think that uh, the Ramblers can contend for a GCAC title?
0: Way. I mean, I think Loyola's consistently um, a juggernaut in that conference in girls soccer. Um, nothing would suggest uh, suggested so far that they won't be again this year. I think, uh, they'll, they'll have their, um, their battles this year for sure, um, coming up, but I, I think they're in the driver's seat and, um, they, they're, they seem to be putting it together to be a sectional contender. So why wouldn't they be a conference one? So I'll say way.
1: Yeah, I'll go with the way there as Well, I think, you know, winning against mother McCauley is good. Um, I, I think, you know, picking up those wins has been helpful and, you know, we're heading down the final stretch here. So, um, a three and zero start is really good for the Rams. So I'm going to go with a way I do think that they can contend. Um, I've been really encouraged by what I've seen, not only, you know, in conference play, but I've also been encouraged by what I've kind of seen from them in this Naperville tournament. And, you know, the record maybe isn't exactly where they want it to be at this point, um, Seven, four, and three. But I, like we said with Nutrier, I think you learned a lot from those losses to Glenbrook North and St. Charles North and that, those ties against Evanston and Lake Forest and losing three nothing to Lions and Libertyville. Like those are all good losses. Um, if you want to quantify what losses is as good and bad as we did earlier, but um, I do think that they can contend for a title. So I'm definitely going to go with a way there. Joe, Nutrier and Loyola girls lacrosse play against each other on Thursday. Um, Fan favorites here of the record North Shore and of the varsity podcast now that we like to call this a state title game. So, mm-hmm. Joe, way or no way you think that uh, New Trier, the winner of New Trier and Loyola on Thursday will eventually be the state champion uh, in the state tournament?
0: No, no way. Not necessarily. We've seen some switcheroos on this in the years past. Actually, oh, that was the boys. On the boys' side, there was like a streak of how many ever years where... Whoever won the regular season match lost the state title game or the sectional But uh, on the girls' side, I think uh, it can go either way. Um, uh, They both got – I mean, they're both so elite. um, Their only loss is coming in out-of-state meets or to each other um, uh, the past few years. So I think we can kind of uh, say, in my opinion, both teams are state competitors whether they win or lose tomorrow night, which would be tonight. Today, no, tomorrow night, Thursday.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna go with No Way. I think um this game is always a toss up and it's always a great game. that always comes down to you know the last few minutes and that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna go with uh no way. I think you know, you know, it's good confidence and that kind of stuff, but um, like you kind of mentioned maybe for the boys more than the girls, it's kind of a it's kind of a cursor, it kind of puts pressure on, you know, we need to win since we lost this or uh the other way around. So I'm gonna go with no way. Um, I think that it's good proof of how good whoever the winner is, but I'm going to go with no way. I don't think that necessarily means that whoever wins this matchup on Thursday is going to be um, the winner of the state title later on in the beginning of June. We mentioned that uh, Loyola boys lacrosse lost to St. Viator Joe um, way or no way. I like to ask this question Uh way or no way. Someone other than Loyola or new True boys lacrosse will win the state title this year.
0: <laughs> uh I will say way. I will say this will be the first year, right? Since IHSA had it. Um, yeah, it's been a few years. And Loyola I have switched off with Loyola, Loyola taking it the past few. Um that uh, someone else will do it. And obviously St. Vider seems like the front runner. Um they seem pretty darn good. Um and to have a leg up on Nutri and Loyola in and of itself is special let alone the rest of the state. So um, I'll say way this year's the year.
1: I mean, you have to play the odds, right? So I feel like this is kind of like you go to it versus the field and like one of the two are six and four right now and does not. Nutri isn't, isn't, isn't having the season that it's been having in the past. So um, it's kind of like Loyola against the field. So I, I think you kind of have to bet on the field, you know, St. Viator is good. Lombard West is good. York is a good team. Um, the Hindales are usually good in the Western suburbs as well. Um, so I'm going to go with, um, way, I forget exactly how I answered the, how I asked the question, but it was, um, someone other than Loyola or neutral win the boys Lacrosse state title this year, I just think that the odds are in the in the fields, uh, favored this year, as opposed to for the Ramblers or the Trevians. All right. Final way or no way question here. Joe revolves around boys, water polo, neutral boys, water polo got the number one seed in the Glenbrook South sectional way or no way joe you think that this year's team has what it takes to repeat as state champions
0: way i think they have what it takes now will they you know they're not guaranteed that though they got to earn it they're going to have to go through in in the later rounds of the postseason some very stiff competition and and they've taken some of those losses already in uh, in tournament play so um uh, but i do think that uh, we can they can do it they they do have what it takes
1: yeah, I'll go with Way. I think they exactly, you know, they have what it takes. Um, New Trier should be obviously Nutria is a good team. Stevenson earned a number one seed, Namperville North, North got a number one seed, York earned a number one seed. So the teams that we've been talking about for the last couple of years when it comes to um when it comes to uh boys uh water polo, you know, lions and Lincoln Way West as well, um, they're still there and they're gonna be competing with Nutria for a state title. So I think that this Strabians team has what it takes to Win a state title, By I agree with you. I don't think it will be easy by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, yeah, I think way they have the chance, I don't know if it's exactly a, a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. All right, Joe, we are going to head on over now to the fourth quarter. And Before we preview some stuff, um, primarily some soccer that we're looking forward to this upcoming weekend, I know you have um, an interesting powerlifting story that you're uh, going to have coming out on the record, NorthShore.org, in the coming days. So, and about how uh, powerlifting has become uh, more recognized in the Nutrier athletics community.
0: Yeah, Nutrier is a powerlifting powerhouse. If you followed uh, the record um, the past couple of years since our inception, um, it's kind of correlated with um, the ascension of, of Nutrier powerlifting. Really, they won their first national title in 2019, and they continue to do really well um, in, in kind of national competition in Oklahoma City. They did it again. Um, a week ago. Um, so I'll have a kind of a, a recap of, of their performance there. They have the state meet, which is actually grown and grown every year um, and kind of um, tells the story of powerlifting in the state and how it's growing as an activity and a club and a sport depending on where you compete. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Um, obviously there's different events and different weight classes um, and um, Nutrier does performs really well. And so we talked to uh, coach Jim Davis. As well as um, uh, one of the senior captains, um, just about what makes this program so successful and um, kind of uh, what the weekend was like in Oklahoma City. So it'll be pretty cool. I should have that up um, either Thursday or Friday um, at the record northshore.org.
1: We'll let um, the readers. I didn't, I didn't
0: mention, I'm sorry. Um, recently, it was moved from a, like an activity club to in into the athletics department at Nutria. So technically now it is a athletic, it is a sport at Nutria High School.
1: Obviously we'll let the people um at home check out the article for the full story, but um what do they kind of just mean to, you know, that community and that team and that program to, you know, kind of be elevated to that level and get their recognition?
0: I, I think it's huge because I think a lot of Athletic endeavors that are considered clubs might take that as a slight, um, that they're not considered part of the athletics department, even though they're clearly, you know, an athletic, you know, something like uh, r- rowing is technically a club or, you know, cheerleading. And um, um, those things obviously take an immense amount of practice and athletic ability. And um, so I think when they get that recognition, it's nice in an intangible way in a tangible way. They're able to uh, kind of have access to some of the resources such as space and, um, um, like gym space, like facility space and scheduling, um, that aren't always available to to club programs. So that's a big thing that uh, they can really benefit from. So I think that means a lot, um, for the powerlifting team specifically. Um, I think it's just a, a, you know, the community, like you mentioned it, um, is what it's built around it's built around being a team which you don't always think about with power lifters um, but this is a definitely a team that thrives on each other's energy and each other's uh motivation and that's how they think they get a lot of these uh these tasks accomplished and these awards and accolades is, is doing it together so pretty cool
1: yeah definitely very cool so make sure you check out this joe's story at the record uh, make sure to subscribe so you can check out that cool feature that Joe put together. Um, all right, let's move on over now. Some preview action. We've talked about it a little bit already with the girls soccer. Um, both Loyola and Nutria will take part in the championship bracket of the Naperville uh, tournament, both at Naperville North and Naperville uh, Central. Um, like I said earlier, Loyola plays Barrington on Thursday at Barrington. Nutria plays Naperville North on um thursday at naperville north winner of both games plays at naperville central on friday and then the winner of that game would play uh, um on saturday for the championship um so a chance that Loyola and Nutri could either play each other in the winners or the losers side of this game joe um what do you kind of see happening here uh both barrington and naperville north really strong competition
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be good. You know, I hope they do, um, Loyal. You know, I wish them luck in this. I don't know um, what's going to happen having not seen Barrington and Naperville North, just seeing some scores. I think maybe they have slight advantages here, but that doesn't mean Loyal and Nutria don't have their their chances. Both teams filled with talent. So, man, I don't know what's exactly going to happen, but um, I'm excited to see it, and hopefully we're able to catch up with One or both of them would be great if it's both of them at the same time um, in one of these games here in in, in the uh, Naperville invite. But, um, you know, you got St. Charles North on one side that might come out of it if I were predicting things and and maybe Naperville North on the the other side. Um, A battle of the Norths would be my prediction. Um, But, uh, you know, maybe Nutria can can slip in and make some noise.
1: Yeah, Naperville North uh, losses are two nothing to Barrington, four three to Batavia, a tie with Plainfield North, a three to two loss to Evanston, um, and then some uh, good wins against uh, Bennett Academy, two nothing, um, Libertyville three to two. Um, so you know they've lost to some good teams, but they beat some good teams as well. So um, this feels like a proving game for both Loyola and Nutria, and you know now that Loyola is at this level, I, I feel like. You know, you got to. I mean, obviously, you're not going to try to lose the game, but I feel like you got to really kind of strike on the moment right now and, you know, try to beat a Barrington team that, you know, is contending for a state title last year and, um, you know, who's really strong. So um, I think a lot is riding in this, you know, these two games here and uh, a lot of great experience, you know, could happen for both of these teams um, as we uh, get ready to, uh, you know, talk about playoff seeds as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's a a really good opportunity, and that's why they're in this tournament, um, to play against the best competition and and get the learning opportunities as well as possible motivational and victories and all that good stuff um, that comes along with these opportunities. So um, maybe they pick up a victory, but I think even if they don't, playing the stiff competition is going to benefit them um, come playoff time.
1: So it'll be fun to see what happens for both of those um, area teams going to the Diamond uh, Trier Baseball. Um, we'll take on Glenbrook North. We're uh, recording this on Wednesday. They'll take them on um, for a nice little two-game series on Wednesday and Thursday. Then they get Libertyville and Highland Park on Friday and Saturday before taking on Glenbrook South um, Tuesday and Thursday. We talked about this, show last week for both Loyola and Trier, kind of heading into the, Um, You know, the bear of the schedule right now, a two-game series in conference play. And um, it'll be interesting to see how this new true team can compete against Glenbrook North um, already down 0-2 in conference play um, with losses to Evanston.
0: Yep. Big big kind of test of of, uh, moral uh, uh, fortitude here. Um, If they're able to kind of fight back and put themselves in a position, you know, they need some help. Evanston needs some losses, needs to take some losses. Um, every baseball is a long season. You play a lot of games. Teams go through a rough patch. Even if it's a couple games, Nutria can slip right back into the conference race. If they just, uh, take some victories against these teams. So interested to see how they match up with Glenbrook North for sure.
1: We mentioned this earlier, boys, uh, girls, lacrosse, Loyola and Nutria facing off on, uh, Thursday at 5. PM at, uh, Loyola Academy. Um, I assume the month's campus. Um, 10 and two record for, uh, new Trier, uh, 12 and four record for Loyola heading into this matchup on Thursday, Joe. Um, I, I we mentioned this earlier in way or no way, but it feels like a game where good testing ground where, you know, you can kind of get some game tape and, um, figure some things out as they, you know, presumably get ready for a sectional final rematch later on in the season.
0: Yeah. Um, and always intense, you know, None of these games is, is given away by either team. Um, um, they're ready to play these games. They want to win these games, even though it's the regular season. Um, rivalry and kind of just that um we're the best in the state, know we're the best in the state um, type of uh, battle um, is going to happen on that field. So a lot to prove for both teams, for a lot of players, and uh, they're going to look to do it. So it's always fun, intense matches, and it gets a lot of – um school pride out there too and uh, cheering on your team. So we'll see how it goes and uh, it'll, it'll tell us a lot um, as we go into the postseason.
1: Yeah. It should be a lot of fun to see exactly, you know, what they're able to do there. Um, Joe, any, any other, uh, you know, things you want to talk about something you're looking forward to? I know boys volleyball, um, both Loyola and new um playing some good uh, volleyball Loyola suffering a loss to Glenbrook North. Um, so we mentioned this early, early before the podcast that uh you know, those two teams have already played against each other three times. Um, so uh, really interesting th- how that will kind of play a factor moving forward. But um, they beat Niles North 2-1 uh, to one on Monday, Loyola did, and then beat Marmion in 2 nothing to get Providence on Thursday. And then we got a new Trier-Loyola matchup on Friday. So um, it should be really interesting to see where these two programs at are, are at, especially with the rivalry matchup on Friday.
0: Yeah, that that matchup I think um, is always a good kind of non-conference, similar just rivalry, fun um, measuring stick for where they are, especially this year where both teams are pretty good, but we're not sure, you know, how good are they in terms of uh, the the grand scale. I know they've played a lot of the big teams, um, but this one's going to also a good measuring stick as uh, midway through the season. So um, I think it'll be a pretty good one. These these are two teams that. Uh, Swing it pretty well and um, um, and serve it pretty well, especially. So uh, we'll see who comes out the victor, but it'll be pretty good.
1: Yeah. All right, Joe, anything else you want to mention before we say goodbye?
0: No, that was the big one. Let's just see um, uh, that volleyball one on Friday night and baseball guns Glenbrook North. I'm excited to see those. So, um, no, I think that's about it.
1: All right. Make sure you uh, hang on um, and uh, check out uh, the record and also check out the varsity podcast as uh make sure you subscribe to it. Check out older episodes. We got good interviews as well. Good analysis. Um, so make sure you sub- sub- subscribe. That's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, also spread the word while you're at those uh, sporting events. I think it's supposed to get a little bit warmer in the coming week in the 60s as high. So um, we'll take that after this past week. But um, make sure you spread the word and make sure you uh, check out my work at fridaynightdrive.com we've got a lot of great stuff coming on now um, as we are uh, heading into um, more evaluation period and summer is not too far away so that means seven on seven never too early to start looking at that um, and as always make sure you check out joe's work at the record northshore.org not only for sports but also everything else he does to cover the north shore community so for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the record, NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.